Welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. Episode next. Next. <laughs> I'm sure other people do that. It just is funny because I think I thought of it first. So I'm calling it my original idea. Are you in trouble with that mic over there? It's just a little loose and so it bugs me. <laughs> See that? You're hilarious. It's kind of rolling. What are we talking about today? Talking about dreams. I don't typically dream. You don't dream? I don't think that I do. Well, did you just wink at me? Yeah, because I was what? trying to lead you Why up into the question there. <laughs> that was so weird. Please what? don't do that again. It was a half blink. Um, I don't know how you went paralyzed in your face for a second there. Thanks, man. Um, false. We always dream. If you don't dream, you're dead. That sounds really bad. <laughs> if you don't dream, you're dying. I mean, I don't remember my dreams, though. But you're still dreaming. But I'm not dying? Maybe you are. Oh, great. No, it just doesn't mean uh, you just don't always remember it, which is possible. Um, but you do always dream. Like you always have a dream at night. I think we've started to become, yeah, this jumps into it real quick. Um, we're going down the rabbit hole. Rabbit hole is descending. Um, there's a, some spiritual warfare maybe that's going on in our dreams. It's a whole different realm. Yeah. Um, so... Where did we, I guess it was Jason, Jason Benham and Tori, my wife and I, Joe, were spending some time with them and yeah, I think, I think that was the first real experience. Joanne had a dream and was, it randomly came up in conversation and like you should have seen their eyes light up when she remembered her dream. They were like, oh, tell us about it. And then we proceed to have... Which is how we are now. Yeah. Like if somebody right, comes right. in the office now and says they had a dream That's last literally night, like the our whole first question, office like, stops, hey, we all turn, what happened? How'd you sleep? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wink, side yeah. wink like Nick just did. So um, they like completely lit up, which is really funny. And we proceeded to talk about this dream for the next 40 minutes, which was a very funny dream, I think. All I remember about it was I think she had little monsters in the dream and they were like little egg-shaped monsters chasing... <laughs> Oh, the plot of Despicable Me. She has some very unique dreams. But anyway, so they really started talking to us about the significance of dreams. And I don't know why I just never heard about it talked growing up. Although reading in scripture, I mean, dreams were used a lot to interpret things. And so I read this book um, called, I think it's the Davidic Code. I'll check on it. But basically outlines like at what point did we stop the divinity code? At what point did we stop, you know, believing that our heavenly father can speak to us through our dreams? Like just because he did it in scripture, like why would that stop now? You know, he did it then and we believe that God never changes. So then why? Interesting, right? We taught that our whole life. Why would it not? And I don't think I was ever taught he couldn't speak in dreams. It just was never talked about, period. Um, yeah, I would agree. And so, man, that book just completely opened my eyes to like, wow, these this could really be significant. And I traditionally haven't remembered a lot of my dreams either. Um, I sleep very well at night, but I don't usually remember my dreams. Well, I started reading this book, and at the end of the book, it gives... I don't know how many pages and pages of examples of dreams that people had. And then 
um, this guy giving potential interpretations to them. And a lot of them, you know, were in the past. And so that came to fruition and a lot of them made sense. And so it kind of gives you an idea and style of how to interpret dreams, right? Because, I mean, if, if you think in Bible days and you remember, like, Joseph, the dreams that he had, like, they were crazy. Like, stuff coming out of the water, you know, and corn eating other corn or something like that. And, they, like, they're just really different. So it didn't mean, like, that never actually happened, you know? Like, it was a, it was symbolic. So, like, you think of parables that Jesus told in the Bible they were always very symbolic. You know, the Pharisees wanted to interpret those as very analytical and granular of, well, why would this person do this? And it was never about like this individual or that individual. It was about like the spirit of it and the, a lot of symbolism behind it. And dreams are, are very much the same way. And so this book just really started opening my eyes to the fact that this this time when we sleep, and here's why it made sense to me, right? Because your heart rate is the lowest when you sleep, right? Yes. And your mind, that should be its most relaxed at rest state. Calmest state. Because you're not actively thinking on something on purpose, right? Now, your mind is working incredibly hard when you sleep, but without going down that rabbit trail. So wouldn't it make sense then, you know, if there is a creator and... He does want to communicate to us. And from what we've read, he communicates to us um, in the still small voice or in the quiet times when our mind is quiet. Well, the number one time for that is when we're sleeping. Why do you think in Bible days and the stories and the accounts that we read, most of the time he appeared to them in a dream, in a dream, in a dream, right? Because that is when our mind is most at rest and it's most quiet and wow i had never heard that before and so i started paying attention and this book after it gives a lot of examples it gives um like definitions to words names symbolisms um and, and maybe i'll give some examples here in a minute but that, that you that i look up on a regular basis um, if we, if I have a dream, because things really matter and they, they do mean a lot, you know, that now, you're falling, that a building's on fire could be, you know, like a regular one. Now I will say this here, like it doesn't mean that every dream has significance. Um, I don't know that, you know, I did, I know that some dreams are incredibly significant. I know that I've had dreams that have absolutely no idea what in the world that meant. What I do know is if you have a reoccurring dream, you really need to pay attention to that. If you have a reoccurring dream over and over where you remember or a certain part of a dream or something keeps happening over and over, like something's trying to tell you something. And again, without going down too far down the rabbit hole, like when you dream, like you are, you really are accessing the spirit world at the end of the day. And so... I mean, we're in it. If you if you have a dream that has fear, where you wake up incredibly fearful, there is something in that dream that isn't from your Heavenly Father. There is something trying to scare you or implant something into you and impress something on you at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be scary. It just is what it is. Those forces are out there. And 
Yeah. So, you know, one of them that people have a lot, right, is maybe um, I had just had one like this the other day, which um, is coming more and more significant as these days go on. But uh, I was outside. Um, I think it was just last night that I had this one. Not last night, two nights ago. And which is very significant now. But I was outside and it wasn't. It wasn't my house, but it was a house that we lived in. Your dreams are always very funny like that. Like, you'll understand that this is your house, but it looks nothing like your house, but it's supposed to be your house, you know? Um, And house is very significant. Like, the definition of house, you know, means a lot. Um, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but um, building, office building, like, everything can have, a lot of things can have significance in it. So, anyway, I was outside. I remember Grace and Gwen were there uh, outside playing. And I looked off probably about a street over um, and there's a tornado and it was very clear. And it was like, oh, this is close. This isn't like, oh, because I'm a Midwest guy. I like to watch storms. <laughs> I'd love to be storms. a storm chaser someday. Um, this one was like, oh, no, this is like a street over. I can see debris flying. Go ahead, your girls and go. We got again. And it was a tri-level house, which I hate tri-levels. But I remember there was a tri-level, tri-level house. So I remember, I don't remember which girl, I have my suspicions which is which, but I remember one of the girls went inside real quick and the other one was like nonchalantly like going to the house and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I ended up running, getting her, putting her in my arm and going into the house, right? And so without going into more about that dream, that like something like that, well, here, let me just, let's just do it live. So let me look up. I was actually looking at basketball this morning. I dreamed about a basketball game last night. Um, tornado. So if you look up tornado, it's going to have some significance in like metaphors, right? So hold on, hold on. Have we talked about this or is this blowing? Is there sound crazy to you too? We've talked about this before. <coughs> And just the significance from smaller details in the dream. So it'll give you several, like, because again, there's so many symbolic things and a lot of things that matter are like, what were you feeling? What emotions were you feeling during that time? And so those are a lot of questions that I'll ask somebody. Even colors are really significant. And so a lot of that plays into, so Tornado here, right, has like five different possibilities because there's going to be a lot of those things that really matter. But here, number one is the devil. Judgment against sin. Number two, three is unstoppable, four is trials and calamity, and five is spirit of death. So, and since we're on it, okay, so that's tornado. So that and what's the resource for this? The divinity code. Got it. So you're looking up in the book right now. Yeah, I'm just looking at the metaphor definitions, basically. So let me look up house, because that was the other piece that was significant here. Yeah, and typically I think I would also say, like, I think people have had um, dreams about me and it's been made known to me. And in those moments, you get an overwhelming peace when somebody shares something that is for you. So I think, like, when you explain um, you may have a dream and there might not necessarily be any significance there, those times when it does, you're definitely going to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really powerful when, you know, I've had, it has, it has been more than once when I've had people 
um, have a dream that I was in and it was very significant and I really, really appreciated that they shared that with me. And to pause and put this out there now, like if, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're having a reoccurring dream or you're having some questions or stuff and there's any way for you to reach out to us, we might be able to provide a little bit more insight or at least direct you to the proper channels so that you might be able to get some more answers. Yeah. So home, right? Could be heaven. Could be on our way to heaven. Home or could be comfort or rest. And so a lot of times, at least when I've heard it from other people around us, when they've had the dream, it's a home or a house has been pretty significant for, it's like your safe place, your comfort and your rest place. And so I remember that was one of the dreams Jason was talking to us about that he had that was reoccurring. And he had had it before the whole HGTV thing blew up. And it was that um, it was a tornado or, or it was a large storm that was coming. Uh, for their house and everybody had to get in their house and everybody made it, but everything around them was destroyed. Everything that they knew was destroyed and it was a reoccurring dream and it was right before HGTV and everything happened. So it was very significant that, Hey, there's something coming, you know, get into a place of comfort safety. and rest and safety. Right. And so, I mean, you could get, I'm sure there's people out there that are way crazy with dreams, but, and I'm just not aware of them. And so I'm sure you can get way off the radar with them. I try to take dreams as this is an opportunity. And I do consistently just about every night ask the father to speak to me. Um, and that's why I try to take it as, as um, this is insight. This is communication from, Hey, just a heads up, like this might be coming. Um, a lot of times it'll, other things throughout my day will make more sense now, or it'll trigger the dream that I had. And it'll be unique how that kind of plays in together. I remember, I won't share it because it wasn't my dream, but I remember Amy had an incredibly significant dream um, about a fire. I think she shared that. In her house. Yeah. And um was huge. I just feel like everything around that, you know, and she's had so much growth since that. And I don't, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about that. You know, if that was really a catalyst at all for her, but it was definitely a part of her growth journey. There's a lot of awareness. I remember the conversation when she was sharing it. Yeah. And so that's significant. Um, pay attention to them, you know. And then even jumping um, to our children. Our children are having dreams. I remember yeah. Levi having dreams when he was four or five, and I kind of um, didn't understand and was ignorant to the significance of that. And then kind of hearing now my nephew going through some dreams, um, I was able to kind of make his mom, Hannah, a little bit more aware to um, some things maybe fighting for his attention. Can you explain that a little more? Yeah, so, um, you know, we became, everybody has certain gifts and abilities, you know. I, I believe Joanne is very, I'm going to say spiritual, but I mean it in the, spirit type of way she's very connected um and very in tune with what i think is the spirit world right so and i know that just just from certain things that we've been through in the past and so when we had grace probably by the time she was maybe four or five grace would have night terrors and i mean that's not uncommon for kids to have night terrors it's pretty common thing for them to go through pretty terrifying as a parent probably yeah i mean and, and graces were very especially now looking at how gwen is like graces were very like vivid you know and i mean obviously i didn't see them but based on her reactions like they were very real um 
And I mean, and she it, had these young. Yeah, young. Um, I mean, so she's six now. So for sure, when she was probably probably between four and six, you know, probably when she was five is when she had a lot of them. And she had, we had gotten she was potty trained. She had gotten past all that, and then she would have these night terrors and would wet the bed on a consistent like every night basis. And and there was some more stuff necessarily going on in the home. Right? Yeah, the, yeah, there was. It, you know, and during that time, what we believe was is we went out to California. We met with Virginia for a little bit. We talked to her about it, um, and we believe that there was a door open and that there was, um, which she knew to the date. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That there was some spirits let in to our home, and uh, children are very susceptible to to them, and that's usually who they go after. And especially when you're sleeping, that's when your mind is most at rest and when you're most susceptible to it. So it's not like this, you know, people hear these crazy spooky things. You know, at the end of the day, we believe that there is a prince of this earth who does know our family really, really well. And who would do everything that he can to keep our family trapped and not living out our creator's true design for our life. And we believe this is a, this was an instance of it. And so we came home, prayed over the house. Um, it was nothing crazy. We didn't salt the doors and splash holy water on Full anything. Sam and Dean. Um, but we very specifically called out the spirit and prayed safety over the house. And, and we do that regularly every night now. And she completely stopped stop went weeks and weeks and um without Goosebumps. having an accident yeah, or anything and we were really encouraged and then all of a sudden you know maybe it was a year or six months ago she started having them again or she started wetting the bed again and i'm like what we didn't change anything we were doing we, we felt very confident that we hadn't opened up any doors necessarily to let anything in and and then we came across this book you know talking to jason and tori and realizing that Right around, and I think actually Randy too, right around the time, you know, usually five, six, seven years old, your your child is really becoming aware of a lot more things. And it's a really pivotal moment in their life. And that is when their Heavenly Father is really trying to get their attention. And also when Prince of this Earth is really trying to get their attention. And so it was really interesting to learn. And, and if you're a parent, I would invite you not to just take my words for it, but go do research on your own about it. But what I will say is if your children are between four and seven, you know, or eight, and they're experiencing this, one possibility is, is that they are very fearful of something coming to get them. And it might not be a bad thing. Because there is something out there, there is evil out there that would like to keep us where we're at and not get us to grow and not have us turn to our Heavenly Father. And so this is a prime opportunity for yeah, salvation um, because it is an awareness in, in a child's life that there is something out there coming from them. We cannot save ourselves. Because probably a lot of these dreams are there's nothing they can do. They feel helpless on their own. And this big bad thing, whatever it is, is coming after them. And they can't do anything about it. And it's horrible. And as a parent, you're like, gosh, I wish this would go away. Maybe it's an effort to 
get us to realize that we actually can't do it on our own and we're not supposed to do it on our own. But if we invite the Holy Spirit and the Father in and understand that he truly is the king, it'll completely go away. Yeah, there's no fear there. Because now it's not on me. And those dreams completely went away. Um, when we had those conversations and when Grace got saved, I mean, she really, for the most part, I mean, maybe she's had one or two. I mean, we all have some crazy dreams sometimes, but none consistently, no crazy night terrors screaming in the night anymore after she understood that she was lost. That's a girl. And that she couldn't do it on her own. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you take that, you take the things that we've experienced, and it's just, just a whole lot of credibility to the fact that dreams are really important and, can, and significant. There can be a lot of significance to it, down to the color. I mean, vehicles vehicles are really important. Um, I think they're usually significant of a ministry. Um, but, yeah, and just paying attention to it. And paying attention to it, this is also good, too, because sometimes this will freak people out. A lot of times it doesn't really matter who who's in your dream as much as what that person is a symbol of, right? So I could have a dream with you in it. It could mean nothing about our relationship. It could, it could mean something about a relationship depending on what's around it, but it could mean like if I looked up Nicholas, like Nicholas has a definition and it's going to mean something. Interesting. And so if there's something going on between you and I in my dream, I'm first going to check, well, what is the significance behind the name of this individual? Because at least in my dreams and others, a lot of times, like, have you ever had a dream where you knew it was this person, but the body and the face wasn't that person, right? Well, then, like, the name is going to be really significant, you know, because it's not, that's not the actual person that you're thinking of, but the name is and so what that name means or stands for might come into, might come into play there. But I would, I would caution everybody. I mean, what we do is we will write out our dreams if we remember them and they seem really significant. Not every dream. I don't write out my dreams every night because I don't remember them every night. But ones that really stick out, like you'll know. When one sticks out and you know, something hits you in the middle of the day and you're like, oh, wow, I had a dream. Write it. Write out as much as you can possibly remember. And then pick out significant words, look up the definitions, kind of get an idea, maybe, and then take it to prayer. Take it to listening prayer. Like your Heavenly Father will connect the dots there. Yeah, and if you're currently suffering from night terrors or just some terrible dreams, I encourage you to pray over yourself before bed. Yeah. Worst case, nothing changes, but I think some stuff probably will. Yeah. They're important. Pay attention to it. Someone's trying to communicate to you, and um, I think usually it's your Heavenly Father. Dreams. Yeah, that was down the rabbit hole. But dreams are important. They're significant. What was overwhelmingly encouraging to me is that there's so many ways that our Creator wants to communicate to us that, like, we're just not paying attention to. Like, I went so long not paying attention to my dreams. Not all of a sudden, when you know, it's like when when you get a certain vehicle and now you see it everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. This is the same thing, right? And now all of a sudden, oh, dreams are significant. So now I start remembering more and now they mean more. And so it's just one of those things that was so cool because now I'm like, wow, I mean, he can speak to me other than just feeling something inside of me. Like he can actually give me, and there's, I didn't go into that. And there's a lot of types of dreams. Some are very abstract 
and symbolic and some are prophetic like to the t that's what's going to happen i'll think of deja vu right which is a form of a dream and again i won't go down that rabbit hole but um i don't know if i'm ready for that conversation (laughs) but uh yeah there's there's also different types of dreams so thinking through your dream there's a whole lot there you know but um exercise caution but um but don't like be aware of it don't dismiss your dreams like they can be really really significant and if you have any questions or you guys need resources please reach out yep and we will see or you guys will hear us on the next one on the next episode